Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Social Intelligence, The New Science of Human Relationships. What kind of person is most likely to obtain happiness? In 1938, Professor Ali Bok began a 75-year life-tracking project with 724 young Bostonians of diverse backgrounds to answer this question. The group was composed of people from all social classes and even included President John F. Kennedy. In 2015, Professor Robert Waldinger at Harvard Medical School announced findings from the study that shocked the world, close social relationships contribute more to long-lasting happiness than money or fame. They are also a better predictor of a person's ability to live a long and happy life than social class, IQ, or even their genetics. But how do we build these good relationships in order to lead a happy life? Goldman's Social Intelligence, the new science of human relationships, will explore this topic with you. You may wonder what social intelligence is. It is a person's capacity to understand human behavior and deal with interpersonal relations. In his book, Goldman suggests that social intelligence has become an essential ability for survival and profoundly impacts our sense of well-being. The book uses neuroscience and psychology to explain the structure and activity of the human brain's neural systems and demonstrate why good relationships heavily influence a person's life. Goldman develops the theory of social intelligence via a wealth of case studies and experimental findings. This allows him to directly describe the ways people can build high-quality relationships and improve their social intelligence. Daniel Goleman received his Ph.D. in psychology from Harvard University. He was awarded the American Psychological Association's Lifetime Achievement Award. For 12 years, Goleman wrote about the brain and behavioral sciences for the New York Times. In addition to this book Social Intelligence, The New Science of Human Relationships, he is also well known for his classic work Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. Emotional intelligence quashed the widely held notion that people are born with a fixed amount of intelligence in which that level does not change over a lifetime, and became a bestseller, selling more than 10 million copies worldwide. In this bookie, we'll explain the book in three parts. Part 1, High-Quality Relationships Give People a Sense of Well-Being. Part 2, how does social intelligence contribute to high-quality relationships? Part 3. How can social intelligence be improved? Humans are social animals, and human interaction is an unavoidable social activity. Volman proves that a sense of well-being is inextricably linked to high-quality relationships. When we have stable and harmonious relationships, our physical resilience will strengthen, which helps maintain good health. Generally speaking, we rarely associate physical health directly with the quality of our social relationships, but studies have shown that they are one of the most important determining factors. According to statistics from an epidemiological study, toxic relationships are just as likely to accelerate aging and cause disease and death as smoking, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. An experiment was conducted to monitor the blood pressure of 100 men and women, while they communicated with each other in different ways. It turned out that when they interacted with pleasant people they were relaxed and their blood pressure was stable. When they were asked to engage with annoying people, their blood pressure rose. 
When people are exposed to toxic relationships over a long period of time, their body will secrete large amounts of stress hormones. This causes effects like the aforementioned rise in blood pressure and can lead to physical problems. If they already have underlying health issues, unhealthy relationships can cause further complications or cause a dormant condition to reoccur. As shown above, bad relationships can seriously damage our health. Conversely, high-quality relationships can have a healing effect. But how does this mechanism work? Positive relationships can repair old emotional wounds in three ways. First, a supportive and healthy relationship can help trauma survivors rebuild a sense of safety lost in trauma. Second, positive relationships can improve trauma survivors' attachment by restoring their feelings of connection to others. Third, positive relationships control neurological functioning, which plays a significant role in recovery by soothing stress and fighting off infection. The lives of a pair of high school alumni dubbed Jane and Jill are good examples. Jane had a very dark childhood composed of alcoholic parents, sexual assault, and anxiety. This led to a lack of social interactions in her adult life. A medical examination indicated showed that she tested positive for 9 of 22 common medical issues. Her health indicators were poor. By contrast, although Jill lost her father when she was just 9, her caring mother gave her a comfortable family atmosphere and she was able to have normal social interactions throughout her life. Even at the age of 60, she was in excellent health. This shows that harmonious relationships can lead to people having a more positive outlook on life. When the inner self is strong enough, you can easily maintain your health. Now, let's turn our attention to marital relationships. Many people will unknowingly overlook spousal maintenance. This is especially prevalent in men. Some studies have shown that American men place great value on their sense of personal growth and independence, while women place greater importance on close social relationships. If no attempt to bridge this cognitive gap is made, it can lead to arguments. The negative emotional fallout of which disproportionately affects women. This causes emotional stress and can cause women to suffer heart problems and even die earlier than their spouses. Therefore, people who want to have a long and happy marriage should manage their communication and understanding of each other. In his book, Goldman tells us that we can effectively improve marital satisfaction, and thus our sense of well-being by practicing empathy and forgiveness. Goldman states that women's brains are better suited to handling emotional events because they are more empathic and emotionally sensitive. Highly empathic people are better at self-reflection and thus scientists found that wives usually spend more time thinking about social encounters, both good and bad. When people consciously reflect on something, they gain control of their feelings. They are then more likely to calm down and engage in positive interactions than to quarrel. Tolerance is the best medicine for human interaction. According to Goleman, spouses shouldn't excessively interfere in each other's affairs. When people are happy to let their significant others achieve their aspirations, their partners will see it as a token of trust and affirmation. This is especially beneficial for men who place great emphasis on their sense of fulfillment. Learning to be more proactive in empathic reflection while taking care not to be controlling of your spouse can reduce conflict in a marriage. It is also important to note that women are more vulnerable to negative influences from a rocky marriage. For example, 
A study from the University of Wisconsin indicates that women's cholesterol levels are directly linked to their stress in a marriage. The causal link between cholesterol levels and stress in women's marriage is much more significant than that in men. Therefore, men need to work hard to understand this and practice empathizing with their wives even though they may not be predisposed to doing so. In addition to positive relationships and healthy marriage, a safe and secure environment is indispensable to people's happiness. The more stable the country's social security, the more likely its people will have the freedom to pursue and experience happiness. Countries and societies with high crime rates can't provide even the most basic of securities, leading to a low level of national happiness. Nurturing good relationships among citizens is also conducive to a more secure living environment. Building good relationships can eliminate sources of negative thought and reduce crime rates, thus making our lives safer. Usually, the way a country deals with criminals is to put them in prison for correction. The idea is that prisons can help their inmates learn how to interact positively with other people, thus becoming productive members of society. But this is not the case. One study shows that instead of playing a corrective role most prisons are not focused on helping their inmates learn new patterns of behavior. In fact, most prisons reinforce or elevate the negative social relationships that led to the individual becoming a prisoner in the first place. It is due to this that prisons are sometimes called colleges for crime. Prisons are highly hierarchical and violent and might determine status. People in this environment are extremely irritable, and the way they resolve disagreements is usually by fighting. In such an environment, new inmates will become distrustful and violent under seasoned inmates' tutelage. Bad habits and negative patterns of thought will be reinforced. Upon release, they are prone to engage in criminal activities more frequently than when they first entered prison. This causes them to eventually be re-arrested and the vicious cycle begins again. Researchers have identified this problem and are actively looking for ways to solve it. A treatment prison in Missouri offers an alternative way to rehabilitate offenders. This correctional facility creates a safe and trusting environment for young offenders entering the jail, a place where they can interact normally and develop their social skills. The atmosphere there is more like a family than a prison. Residents receive one-on-one -on -one care and counseling from the staff. When the children feel upset, they are encouraged to discuss their feelings. Also, they are taught how to handle their emotions. Unlike other prisons, if a child gets disruptive, they won't be put in solitary confinement. On the contrary, other children who have learned how to discipline the disruptive child will subdue them until they calm down. When those children are released from prison, they are not abandoned by the system. They are appointed someone to help them readjust to normal life. In short, the children here rebuild their trust in others and learn to form positive relationships. A 1999 study confirmed the validity of this method. According to statistics, Missouri juvenile offenders in the program had only a 9% chance of re-offending during the first year after their release, compared to 29% in Florida. In another comparison, after three years, Missouri juvenile offenders had a 22% lower recidivism rate than Maryland. It is clear that creating an interpersonal environment conducive to positive social interaction can reduce crime rates. That concludes the first part of the bookie. We learned about the tremendous power of social relationships. First, 
stable and harmonious relationships can strengthen our physical resilience and help us maintain good health. Second, marital harmony can also improve our sense of well-being. Also, we can effectively enhance marital satisfaction by practicing empathy and forgiveness. Finally, building good relationships can eliminate sources of negative thought and reduce crime rates. They also make our living conditions safer and increase people's overall happiness. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.